0: You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au Hey Church, welcome to C3V Online. It's great to have you with us this week. Pastor Mel, how are you?
1: I'm good, thanks, Pastor Simo. You know, we're really excited that you have tuned in and joined us this week. Um, I know a lot of us... Did online church for the first time last week i did see you pastor Simo, worshiping and dancing in your lounge room we
0: did we had a bit of a fun praise party time with the kids which was great
1: yeah you know it's certainly different times but isn't it great that we can still connect as a church uh, every week and listen to what god is speaking to us
0: that's great and we've got an incredible message from pastor nate and pastor keith again this week uh, so get your notepads out uh, get your pens get ready Uh, It's going to be a great word for us again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we loved seeing your photos. Uh, We love being connected in the ways that we can right now. So can we encourage you to uh, post your photos on social media? Let us know how you're going. You know, um, every week we're releasing devotions on a Monday and a Wednesday and a Friday. We really wanna encourage you in God in this time and believe that they're gonna speak right to where you're at. Um, And you know, we're just an email away. We're a phone call away, we're a text away. We as pastors here at Victory, we love you, church, and we want to be here to support and walk you through this time.
0: Yeah, totally. That's great. I mean, we can be connected in so many different ways, yeah. which is phenomenal. And uh, and also, I just want to mention that we can still give as a church. Uh, our regular giving tithes and offerings are still uh, available. You can find out the information on the website. Uh, all the giving details are there, or there's some details on the screen for you to check out as well. So... Uh, Feel free to partake in that as well. Yeah,
1: that's great. That's a part of who we are, church. We love to give and And you know, for some of you, this might be a whole new space. You might never have given online before, and we recognise that, and we want to be able to help you in that. So why don't you give the office a call? There's the phone number on the screen below, and we can help walk you through what's, again, another new thing for you.
0: We're about to hear another incredible message from Pastor Keith and Pastor Nate. Uh, So make sure to grab your pen and paper, your cup of tea, and, uh, and get... Get in the comment section, get engaged. You know, you might want to shout out, Amen, that was great. Um, It's so good seeing how people are interacting in the comment section. Um, But here's Pastor Keith and Pastor Nate.
2: Hello, everyone. Thanks so much to Simo, Pastor Simo and Pastor Mel uh, for hosting us today. And thanks for being with us as we gather together online. Second Sunday. Thank you for tuning in last week. Uh, It was an incredible yeah, turn out online. I think we had had hundreds. Few hundreds of yeah, yeah. a few hundreds people logging in. A few
3: hundred sites, wasn't it, over the three services?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, which could have been double that in the amount of people watching? People from all around the world, people from right. the US, right. uh, which was awesome. So if you are tuning in with us today uh, from somewhere else in the world, welcome.
3: Yeah, come on. So
2: glad that you could be with us and we really hope that you're encouraged this morning. Hope that uh, you hear something of the message of hope, really, in, yes. in, into the world that we're in at the moment. Um, we've, we've been in the book of James and we're going to continue in that this morning. Yeah, why not? Uh, I'm going I'm to keep kind of pulling some of the gold out of uh, Pastor Keith and the scripture this morning. So if you want to, uh, if you've got a Bible with you, yeah, we're going to be in the passage of James chapter 5. Uh, if you don't, it's cool. It's, we're going to put it up on the screen. Uh, And you can follow along.
3: What I might do if if they follow, I might read the verses and the screen will follow. We start at chapter five, verse seven.
2: Let's do that. uh, But I mean, it starts a bit before that, but we're going to kind of fill that in with some context. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll explain that. Go for it.
3: Why don't you read it? So the scripture will be on the screen. We're reading out of the NIV and it's James chapter five, beginning at verse seven. We're moving towards the end of the book. We've had nearly, this is the ninth or the eighth week. This would be the
2: ninth. The ninth week. One
3: more. Wow. One to go. So let's get the best out of it. Here we go. Verse seven. Be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against each other, brothers, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. In all of this, a key focus Made is uh, Jesus is coming. Yeah. Yep. Verse 11. Brothers, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we consider blessed those who have persevered. You've heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. Let your yes be Yes. And you are no, no, he got that from his older brother, Jesus, <laughs> let your yes be yes and you know, be no, and you'll not be condemned. What a passage of scripture.
2: Yeah, great. I mean, last week we talked about how timely uh, the, the section of James that we were looking at in terms of you don't know tomorrow, right. how timely that was right. in the context that we find ourselves in. And then following up after that, we arrive in a section of scripture that is saying, hey, be patient.
3: Yeah, um, leading into that, in the in the beginning of chapter five, we're not skimming over that and we're not avoiding that because it could look like James is condemning rich people, uh, and yes. he, he's he's very strong with his language. And he's not just saying it's a sin to be rich or as a Christian you can't be rich. Right. Right. What he's saying is this: there are rich people who oppress the poor. Yeah. And. There are rich people who take advantage of the non-rich and they need to be careful in this world. But by the time you get to verse seven, he shifts tone and language. He goes from speaking strong, very strong. And we know James is not, he is not ashamed or he is not timid to speak strongly. But now he speaks family because a number of times in these verses, he says brothers. Now, realistically, this is not a male thing. He is addressing family. And It's like, hey, family members, brothers yeah, yeah. and sisters. Literally, in some older versions, it says "beloved," and it's a it's a it's a tone that says, "Hey, I want to talk to God's family now. I'm not talking to the people in the world. I'm talking to God's family. Be patient, you guys." It's good.
2: Yeah. And James is like the, he's like the ultimate teacher, right? In, yeah. in teaching, you're always told make your point and then and then follow it up with illustrations right. that as many people can. Uh, understand and and get the point that you're coming across that. and so James lays down this first initial point which is really you must be patient right the, the, the goal the goal here irrespective of circumstance, but probably most likely in in difficult circumstances. I mean I know the heading in my Bible is patience in suffering,
3: right um,
2: same. I don't I don't know about you, but generally when I'm going through something really good, I'm not wondering if I need to be patient. I'm quite, I'm quite happy staying in the, the good stuff as long as yeah, possible. Yeah, it, It's when I'm in, a, in a, a situation in life that is difficult, Yes, that is overwhelming. <laughs> if you want to
3: get through quick.
2: Uh, I, I don't want to wait in that space. But James's main point here is actually that's exactly the time we need to be patient.
3: It's like me. You know what? When I travel, oh, my <laughs> Lord, people say, Keith, be patient. You know what? If you really want to tick me off, tell me to be patient. And they say, enjoy the journey. And I'm going, no, no, no I want to get to the destination. That's right. That's right. And we, we want to get through. But James is painting a picture here that, hey, if you don't learn how to enjoy the journey, we, you're yeah, not going to right. get everything out of life God has for you.
2: And it's interesting because he, he then follows up this that main point about patience. And I, I can't think of a, a more relevant thing to look at at the moment than, hey, the truth is right now, we, we need to be patient in this. That's right. We, we don't know That's what's right. happening. But he follows it up with these examples, and, and the first one be the farmer. Yeah. I love the example of the farmer because he uses this idea of seasons. He uses something that the farmer has no control over. That's right. To remind us that patience looks like farming when we have no control over the seasons or the weather.
3: Right. It's, a, it's an interesting thing because... I mean, we're, we're actually living in a season that we don't have control over as much as the authorities, the medical authorities and the government's trying to tell us, Hey, do your best to, to get this thing stopped. We still don't have the power to stop it. They haven't figured out how to stop it yet. The most we're trying to do is slow it down to stop its effect. And we're in a season really that's out of our control. Mm. And so, you know for somebody to say to us, be patient you know it's like, <laughs> hey, when are we going to get to start meeting together again on a Sunday That's right. yeah you yeah. know and, and it's like, and when are we going to get to go to the shops again and now all of a sudden restaurants
2: they're closed yeah. and, and you've got to be patient it's interesting right so the the analogy or the illustration he uses is of, uses here the farmer yeah uh, is my, my translation, the New Living, talks about like eagerly looks for the rains. Is it, There's an expectation that the season will change, but an understanding that that change in the timeline is out of the farmer's control. What, and I might be reading a bit too much in here, but the farmer doesn't act unwisely whilst waiting.
3: Yeah, let me extrapolate that for a minute. It, some versions talk about the early rain and the latter rain. Yeah, yeah. Interesting in the Middle East, the early rain is not April. Yeah, there you go. The early rain is autumn. Yeah, right. Um, I think I've got that right. And and the latter rain is spring for them. So without bringing that about, think about it for a minute. Um, This is nature at work. Yeah. A farmer is not working with machinery primarily, but with what God has set in place. And even a farmer who doesn't believe in God, by action and by work, they're depending on God. That's right. Because God, the Bible tells us, created seasons. There's a time and a purpose for every season under heaven. And so the farmer has learned to live with the rhythm of seasons.
2: Yeah, wow. Yet
3: in that, there's two things that take place. Here they are, faith and works. (laughs) Let me tell you why. Classic James. Yeah, classic James. Whether they acknowledge it or not, they are placing faith in the seasons and the rhythms of life that God has put in place so they can have a valuable crop. And they are saying, we are trusting that what God set in place is going to happen for us. And so they wait patiently for that season to happen. However, in between the rains, they don't sit at home and twiddle their thumbs. They do work. Yeah. They have to put their work in. They have to get the barns ready. They have to get the plowing ready. They have to get the machinery ready. They have to get everything ready for that harvest to come. And so they're combining faith in the seasons, the rhythms of life and they're com- as God sets it. Now, here it is with us. We didn't see this coming, but I believe God has a season in this. There wow. is a rhythm in this.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's
3: like we live in a land where natural fire cleanses the, the, the landscape, yep. right? And it's almost like the original people of this land learned that rhythm and that season hmm. because it cleansed the land. I don't know what God's doing in this, but I believe he's up to something, yeah. right? And, and I know that there's a season in this and, and saying that it too will pass. It will. And I've got to be patient. But even while I'm trusting God, I've also got to work because the opportunities are
2: here. It's interesting, right? Because the farmer works in accordance to what he believes. That's so right. he believes the rain is coming. And True. so he works in a way that is preparing the soil, True. the crop, whatever it is. He he, and he, is working in accordance with what he is expecting to occur. And yeah. So for us, yeah. the trust that we have in... God's hand in this, the trust that we have in God's uh, sovereignty and ability, that he, that he is fully aware of what is happening and is working through it. Right. Our trust in Him should mean that we're able to work according to right. what what we well, believe.
3: Think about it this way: it says in verse 7, it, it literally says this: the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable. Did you know that word valuable in the literal means precious? Yeah, there you go. He he
2: he believes and
3: waits for the fruit to come about.
2: Yes, yeah, so says, mine says the precious
3: harvest. There you go. The precious harvest. Precious harvest. Now, here's the deal. What's he working for? He's not working for work's sake. He's working because he believes there's, there's going to be something great coming out of this. That's now, right. here's the deal. I don't understand everything God is doing, mm. but I believe with all my heart, He's doing something for our good. For we Absolutely. know that in everything, Absolutely. everything, God works for the good of those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. Yeah, And so I believe a precious, valuable harvest is coming out of this. Absolutely. I, 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 don't think, know, I know it doesn't look like that now. And that's where I got to be patient. And that's where I got to trust.
2: I and mean, I also believe work. And, we, and it's trusting. It's trusting not in uh, necessarily an outcome because we, we genuinely don't know what is going to happen. But yeah. it, it's trusting in the character of God, knowing that because he is good and because he is faithful, We can be secure that he is still working according to his character.
3: I I don't trust in my outcome through this, what I'm trying to achieve. I trust that he has an outcome. That's right. See, that's what's important. I'm not trusting in my fruit. I'm trusting in his fruit. I'm not trusting in my ability to bring about a positive return. I'm trusting in his blessings and faithfulness to give a positive return.
2: That's good. I love, and I'm not sure what the NIV says, but uh, verse 8, it says, so he's, he's presenting this, this idea that through hardship, there's a call to patience. Yes. He uses yeah. this example about the farmer. And then just in case we didn't realize he was speaking to us, in case we didn't realize he was making it, making it real, verse 8 goes, yeah. you too must yeah. be patient. Just yeah. in case you missed it. That's right. It's for you as well. Okay. You're not a farmer. Right. But this applies to you too. Yeah, that's right. Right, okay. right now, this present situation, this is our... That's right our season of uncertainty, like a farmer who plants and sees That's nothing right. through the winter. At the moment, we're in a season where we're uncertain of what's yeah. going on. And yet James is saying, you too, be patient. It includes us. That's right.
3: Um, interesting, he says, be patient, but he says, and stand firm. Now, right. here's the deal. Um, now, let me, let me go to the end and then come back to it. Why, why do you have patience and why do you stand firm? Because the Lord is coming again. He's coming near now, yeah. we know the end. That's right. We, yep. we can see that and read back.
2: Yeah, Marvel Endgame's got nothing yeah.
3: on,
2: on the, on the, the return right. of the king.
3: Right. And so we know that. But right now, what does that mean? Patient, we know it means wait. Yeah. Okay, but what does yeah. stand firm mean? You know, did you know stand firm is a compound word that literally means establish your heart?
2: Wow. How about that? There you go.
3: So how do I establish my heart? And what does that mean? It means the inner person. Yeah, yeah. Get them short up. Get them strong. Get them firm. And I go, all right. Is that through willpower, gritting my teeth, going, I believe, I believe, I believe? No, no, no. Hebrews thirteen nine says the same phrase. You know what it says?
2: No,
3: no. I stab- You, you and I establish our heart through grace.
2: Wow, wow.
3: Now, what does that mean? That's a, that's a very Christianese word. Big time. So, what does it mean?
2: What What's grace mean to you? Through Three I, N, I, didn't I? A little bit. <laughs> it threw me under the bus there, Pastor Keith, but. Um, <laughs> I think for me, grace has always, it's kind of had, I guess, two facets. And I'm sure that the reality is it probably has loads, a bit like a diamond, all these different facets. Right, right. Um, But probably the two that have, uh, that I've had the most, I guess, consideration about in my life, number one is that grace is, is, is the covering that is on my life because of Jesus. Right. And secondly, it's, it's the power that's in my life because right, of Jesus. right.
3: Um, Gordon Fee calls it God's empowering presence.
2: There you go, yeah. I,
3: I, I look at it to, to extrapolate that out a little bit and add to it, I go, you know what grace is? Grace is God showing up in my world and doing what I could never do. Awesome.
1: And yeah, I go, wow, you know on. what?
3: I have to be honest with you, in times like this, I, I can't make my heart, my inner man strong going, yeah, i got yeah. grit. I, I, I have to throw myself at the mercy of God and go, man, I need your strength.
2: Yeah, that's such a good point. So, in the New Living, it says take courage. Right. And I ask myself, where, where do I take courage right. from? I can't take courage from within the situation right. that is causing me to be discouraged. That's right. I have to take courage from somewhere that is outside the situation. Uh, and so, I have to have my heart firmly secured in something that doesn't change right. like our circumstances right. do something bigger and stronger than us. That's right, and so for me, I take courage not in me. I take courage not in our government, although I think they're doing an incredible job. Yeah. I take courage not in the the benefit of the social distancing measures, although again I think they're beneficial. I take yeah. courage in my God. That's I right. I take courage in who He is, because that's, right. that's the thing that doesn't change for me. Yeah. Everything else, as we've just noticed, yeah, you know, over the last few weeks, has the capacity to be taken away, changed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in overnight, really, we're seeing changes that are radically impacting people's lives. And the things that used to give us courage aren't necessarily there anymore. That's true. And, and we're having to work out how do or what do we take courage from right. that is outside of right. this circumstance.
3: It's got to be something far beyond our ability and our capacity. Yeah. And that's got to be God's working where I can't work. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, this is where we, as you said earlier, we trust the sovereignty of God. Hey, verse 9 just looks like an out there random verse in the middle of this. It,
2: it does. It looks a little bit disconnected. I know.
3: Don't grumble against each other. Like, <laughs> hang on, hang on. You're asking me to be patient. Now you're telling me to stop being a grumble bum. You know, and where does that fit? And I, 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 the sad thing is this. Many times when we get under stress, we turn on each other.
2: Oh, tell me, like, just put me in a line. Anywhere. Right. And and within five minutes I am frustrated, I am snapping. Right. I am right. you know complaining. It's it's actually exactly what James is talking about. In any time I'm I'm supposed to be patient, I find myself grumbling. Right. And so
3: in this season where we're unsure of some things and we're waiting for a, a good outcome times are tense. Yeah. Oh, Times get tough. Absolutely. And we get snappy with each other and we might even say things about each other we shouldn't. And he said, you need to be careful because you'll be judged. You know, your, your words get measured. It's power. Oh in, yeah. In, in words. And then he jumps to verse 10 to another example. Brothers, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. So we got farmers who are kind of learning to live with a rhythm of life. But now we've got prophets who knew how to live in the will of God in yeah. life. Yeah. And so he's gone from those who just trust the, the order of things to now those who know how to hear God and speak into order. Wow. And, uh, and, and <laughs> wow. that's not always the easy thing to do. No, it's and not. And yet, and people didn't always take what they said. They didn't like it. And he said, but they, they, they stood strong in the face of suffering. They suffered yeah. because of what they said. And he said, They spoke in the name of the Lord, but they stayed strong and they stayed patient because they knew what? Not just I'm in the will of God, but hey, I've heard the word of God. Yeah. I kind of half believe, Nate, God's going to say some significant things in this time. Come on. And I believe, you know, one of the devotions we did recently where the message version of Matthew, um, I I think it's 11. Yeah, Matthew 11, 20 something where Jesus says, come away with me. All you who are burned down by life, come away with me. And I believe this is one of the opportunities in this time to hear him like never before. Wow. And I believe the prophets give us an example of, hey, just be patient because he's going to talk.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you're going to have a chance yeah. to hear,
3: you know. And, and so we've got, we got the farmers who are learning to live with the rhythm of life. You've got the prophets here as an example saying, and we're learning how to hear God in the middle of this life yeah. and bring his word. So there's another example. It,
2: it, and he, it, I love verse 11, actually. Yeah, as we as we're going through, because I want I want to get to Job because, yeah, yeah. like as a great landing place in in Job. But before we get there, he says, in and in, again, I'm in the New Living. But we give great honor, verse eleven. We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. Right. I think it's so interesting the recalibration uh, that we are presented with because that's not something we would generally consider receives honor. In our current context. Fame, riches. So often it's it's those things that are honored and yet Yeah. And yet James is saying to us, listen, that sure they're significant. In our
3: our lifetime we have a person that worldwide has been honored because of her suffering for the poor, Mother Teresa. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. There are exceptions. Absolutely. And she definitely was one. Um, and so I think, I think in this, James is just reminding us that seeking this endurance, this character that can just keep one day at a time, trusting yeah. that God still has it, yeah. not getting too far ahead of ourselves, but you know, God says he has strength for today uh, and taking this journey one day at a time, trusting, yeah. like the farmer, trusting that the season will come to an end, but each day knowing cool, this day has a purpose, yeah. God's doing something in this day uh, and I'm going to trust Him in this day. It's that attitude, it's that character trait that, that we should be honouring at the moment.
3: The interesting thing is this. Um, you've heard it said, oh, I got the patience of Job. <laughs> Do you know the Bible doesn't say that? The Bible doesn't say the patience of Job. You know what it says? No, no. The perseverance of Job. There you go. And here's the deal. Perseverance, patience means long suffering. Like yeah. I'm, I'm waiting long. Perseverance means um, staying the course when, when circumstances bring stress and pressure. Yeah. Okay. We know this. If you read the book of Job, you go, hang on a minute. He got impatient with God. Totally. Didn't he? Yeah. I mean. And yet here's James he saying, God? well, here's James saying, yeah, but we see him as blessed because he persevered. Yeah. James does not focus on his flaws. Yeah. Well, he focuses on his ability to trust God in spite of. Yeah. See, and here's the deal. The farmer, um, you know, he lives by the rhythms and the seasons set by God. The prophet lives in the will of God, hmm. bringing the word of God. Job shows us in all of circumstances, learn to trust God. Wow. And these yeah. are the examples. And and I know we're, we have some circumstances and people are losing jobs and they're yeah. standing in long queues to get Centerlink link payments
2: yeah.
3: and, and, and man, they're persevering some hardships. Yeah. Learn from Job. And, and there'll be times when you look up at heaven and say, God, where are you? Even almost shaking a fist towards heaven.
2: Where are you in I, all I of mean, this? I mean, he can handle that. That's, Absolutely. that's us being real in our Job relationship with well, you know? him.
3: Now watch this. Job did that, yet we could, we could read it like this. Um, verse 11. As you know, we consider blessed Job who persevered even though he blamed God. Yeah, Well, Okay, now, there are people who are going to be tempted to blame God. We might yeah. before it's all over. Yep. But if we will hang in there and we trust Him, because you know what Job ultimately said, even if God takes my life, I trust Him.
2: Wow, that's a pretty... Uh, that's
3: a huge statement.
2: I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit like, was it Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego who said, you know... Um, I believe that God can save me, but even if, even he, doesn't, if he doesn't, even if He doesn't do, uh, we can we can get mixed up between our ex- expectation of what God will do and yeah. our understanding of what God can do. Yeah. Uh, we know God can, but if if our entire, uh, I guess, emotional state is based on our expectation that He will, yeah, there's there's a reality that sometimes He doesn't do what we expect.
3: That's right. And you watch this with Job, and you go. You know what? Sometimes it's easier to trust God in death than it is to trust in life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, Truly. I'm... And so here's Job in life. Everything is stripped away. Yeah. Everything is stripped away. And he starts going, God, what are you doing? And his friends are telling him, his wife's telling him to accuse God and die and everything. And it, he, he just stood his ground though. He said, even, even when my heart is failing because of the circumstances, yet will I trust him. Yeah. And watch this. It says what the Lord finally brought about. See, even in times when we want to shake our fist at God, that's not the finality.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, The finality is, no, God, we still trust you. I don't understand you, but I trust you. That's right. And then it says, what did God bring about in Job? He had more in the end than he had in the beginning. Yep. Why? James caps it off right here with two great things. The Lord is full of what? my oh, mine says tenderness and mercy. Tenderness and mercy. You know what tenderness, that word tenderness means? No. Nah. God has moved deep within him. Yeah, right. Like it, it means deep down, like, like for us as an Aussie would say, oh man, it felt like I got kicked in the guts. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He felt his pain,
0: yeah. but he
3: also felt for him and that moved him. Jesus looked on the crowds with compassion. compassion. And here's God moved by compassion for Job. Yeah. And he's moved with mercy and mercy is god's kindness his goodness wow. and he says in the end that's what prevails and that's what we all wait for in the end god is good yeah. and we wait for that
2: yeah wow so i mean for me there is there is so many takeaways oh wow for right now um as we unpack this but verse 12 <laughs> again it, for me it, it doesn't necessarily seem to fit in with I know. what James is kind of, un- it's like random. I get the patience, uh, the, the seasons, the farmers, what I can't control, trust God, trust his character when I, when I can't see what he's doing. But then, but then why verse 12?
3: Okay, number one, it's, it's contextual to the time. People had this habit in James's time to go around making an oath. Yeah, right. And that's why even his brother Jesus said, Stop making oaths, because you're not (laughs) going to keep it. Yeah. And and just because you go, I swear I'll do this, doesn't make you believe me. And they had this they had this unrealistic belief that if I use words like I swear by the Lord, that somehow you'll believe me. And really what causes you to believe me is not me swearing by an oath. What causes Hmm. you to believe me is by my actions and my life. Yep. Am I patient? Am I persevering through the circumstance? Yeah. And through it all, do I show that I still trust Him? Yeah, yeah. Let your words, let your life, um, let your life be the thing people read, not your words that you've written or said.
2: Wow. And I mean, right now, I I think we have a huge opportunity um, for people to be able to read our life. Right. uh, For people to be able to read hope. In, in us, uh, for people to be able to read faith in us, courage in us, yeah. there is so much going on in our world at the moment that is taking people's courage and hope. Absolutely. And, and for uh, those of us who are believers, I mean, I understand not ev- not everyone watching might be believing in Jesus. They, they might That's not right. believe that He is the Son of God. But for those of us that do, right now, we, we have a hope. Uh, we have something to take courage in we have fuel for the the patient journey to to go a journey we need fuel whether it's you know a long distance run or walk or we inputting our nutrition yeah. there is a spiritual nutrition that enables patients yeah and we, we were talking about this kind of in our pre discussions that there's this fuel yeah. for patients yes and and you 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 were kind of speaking into that a bit what speak to us about what the fuel for patience is part of the fuel
3: that he says is the farmer's gonna get a good crop, uh, the prophet's gonna be heard, word yeah, of yeah. God's gonna happen. Uh, Job receives the mercy of God, but in reality, nothing higher than trust. Yeah, yeah. You know, how do you spell faith? T-R-U-S-T. That's good. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not just I believe in God, no, I believe God. Yeah. I heard Carlos Senecondia, the great South American evangelists once say, he reading Mark sixteen, those who believe in me will do these things. Yeah. And he said, and he wasn't even evangelist or anything at the time. Oh God, I believe you. I, you know, can I see miracles? And he said the Lord spoke to him immediately and said, That's your problem, Carlos. <laughs> he said, What? I believe you. That's your problem. Yeah.
2: And yeah. he said,
3: I didn't tell you to believe in me, I told you to believe me.
2: Yeah, wow.
3: There's a difference. <laughs> Don't just believe in God, trust God.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think, I mean, if I can, when I hear that, what I hear is don't just believe that there is a God, but trust in who you know He is.
3: Trust in this God who is personal, yeah. who is Father, yeah, yeah. who gives good gifts to His children, yeah. who has lavished us with His love, who gave heaven's best, best in sending His only Son for us, that we could be His children. And, you know, we're not exempt from the suffering. But we have power. We have life. We have hope. We have faith, in spite of the suffering. Yeah, suffering doesn't take away the steadfastness of the heart.
2: Yeah, that's that's so good.
3: Because trust is there, trust in God who never
2: fails. Yeah, well, I, I think I think it would be great if we prayed. Yeah. Uh, for Yeah, one some last people. scripture.
3: John said this: "Even when my heart fails me, yeah, um, he's faithful." That's true. Yeah, you know, and and so even. Even my unfaithfulness doesn't stop the faithfulness of God. Yeah. And so we have a God who is faithful. And you might not be experiencing the faithfulness of God right now or think you're not. We want to pray for you right now that your home gets right. flooded with that peace that passes all understanding. Yeah. And that somehow in this session, uh, you have an encounter with God as your Father who, who is right there with you and you yeah. can trust Him emphatically. Uh, how about we pray for them?
2: I think... Look, I, I would, I'd love to give a bit of an opportunity, if that's all right, for people who maybe have, have believed there is a God but have never taken a step to believe Great. in that God uh, in, in terms of who He is uh, and maybe what He's already done for us. And the Bible tells us that, that God sent His Son to earth, that His Son was Jesus, um, and that Jesus, you know, as we read in, in the story of His life, He went to the cross and He died. He was buried and He rose again. Uh, and scriptures would, would tell us that when he did that, uh, he actually took away all of the blockage that, that sin would cause between us and God. Right. And it, it, it created an opportunity for us to be able to have a relationship with God. So, so not just to know there is a God, But to know that God, to know His character, to know His love for you, His mercy for you, His goodness towards you, everything that Pastor Keith's been saying, there is a difference between knowing that there is a God and and knowing God. I want to give an opportunity right now for anyone who might be watching. And uh, you have never taken a step to begin to have a relationship with God. You might believe there's one out there but you've never stepped into a a tangible relation. You've never made that conscious decision to go, I want to know that God. Well, I would like to, I'd like to pray for you. Um, uh, Or maybe a long time ago in your life, you did, you believed in God. But life circumstance, suffering, difficulty, all of those things, maybe caused you to doubt. I'd love to give you an opportunity right now to to re-engage with your relationship right. with God, and I know that if you are watching this online, um, our hosts they're going to they're going to put up uh, a little thing that's going to come up on the screen. It's going to give you an opportunity to respond and say, "Yeah, you know what? I I would like uh, Pastor Nate to pray with me right now for this exact thing: for having a relationship with God, yeah. for receiving and accepting." what it was that Jesus did for you, uh, that's going to go up right now. And you can accept that. You can, you can right now click that and accept that you would like to have and begin a relationship with God. Great. And I'm going to pray for you right now. You're yeah, good. Heavenly Father, for every single person who has responded to this opportunity to have a relationship with you, may- maybe to return to a relationship with you. God, I want to pray for them. Yeah. Uh, I want right now to pray that your presence uh, would just... Uh, Be so real to them right now, wherever it is that they're watching, that they would know that you are with them, that you surround them, that you've forgiven them, uh, that they, from this moment on, uh, are able to have an incredibly close relationship with you, that they would know that you're their father, that you care for them, that you love them, that you're there for them, that you are working uh, for their good in this current situation. Uh, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to let you know, if you did respond to that, uh, we have online hosts, we have pastors right now who are going to begin to have a, a chat right. with you. They can pray with you. They can talk about what it means to to read the Bible, uh, which we believe is a story about uh, telling us who God is and how much he loves us. Uh, so, you know, I encourage you to engage in that right yeah. now. But I know you want to pray for some, some of our people as well.
3: Um, yeah, I'd like to pray for you that... Uh, you will just experience the faithfulness of God awesome. in some way, even if it's a small tangible way. So Father, right now, I want to yeah. thank you that you're faithful. And even when my heart, when our heart condemns us, your word says you remain faithful yeah. and God, we might shake our fist towards you and uh, blame you for this or wonder where you are. But like Job, God, we want to, we want to land in that place where we say no matter what the circumstances bring my way, I'm still going to trust you because you are good. You are my father and you you give good gifts to your children who ask. So I pray right now an encounter with you that the father's heart would be uh, just overwhelmingly present in every home, in every life, in every mind and in every heart, that God, your compassion and your mercy that's new this day would just flood their homes
2: right now where they're at in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for, guys. for being with us. Uh, we, we're loving uh, kind of talking our way through James. We really yeah. hope that you're enjoying it and you're getting a lot out of it. We're going to continue to do these sorts of messages. Uh, believe that uh, in this particular season, uh, the way in which we're doing church in your lounge room, and in your kitchen, or wherever it is that you're watching church right now, we believe that this translates to you really well. Yeah. Um, and so we hope you're blessed today. Uh, know that as a pastoral team, we are praying for each and every one of you. Uh, We're believing that God's goodness is going to break through uh, this week. But also if there's things that we can uh, be praying for or or, or trying to help you out with, please get in contact with us and let us know uh, so that we can uh, practically help you uh, at the same time. Anyway, that's that's it from us. That's it this week. Fantastic. Love you guys. Have a Have a a great week. Have a great week.
0: Hey, what an incredible message from Pastor Nate and Pastor Keith. Uh, You can catch the message on podcasts. If someone missed this weekend, you can flick them a link. Uh, Such a good message. So much gold and wisdom. Uh, So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, It's been another incredible week online together. And uh, we can't wait to see you next week.
1: Yeah, Church, hey, we are thinking of you. We are praying for you. And we want to encourage you that Uh, you can reach out to us in this time. There's actually a phone number that you'll see on the screen now. We've dedicated this to be our prayer line. So we want you to know that you can send a text at any time um, or if you need to, you can call us on this number and we will be praying for you. We will pray with you. We will get back in touch with you. We want to stay connected. Huge shout out to all of our leaders in the church, our V Group leaders and just you all in general because we are hearing stories of how you are connecting caring for one another. You know, we're all in this together and we love seeing the church in action. So we're so proud of you, church.
0: So proud of you and can't wait to see you next week. Make sure to tune in and invite someone. You might want to invite someone to online church that has no idea what church is about and uh, just flick them the link and they can experience it all by themselves in their home. And so we can't wait to see you then. Uh, Other than that, uh, have a great week.